This is Bang Your Bookie's Wife. The Sports Gambling Podcast brought to you by Manscaped. Go to manscaped.com and use the code BYBW for 20% off plus free shipping. It's a deal that's uh, such a no-brainer. Even the Clippers could not fuck it up. And we're underway in what's been an incredible NBA playoffs. And this week, we're going to sort of continue on theme from from last week, uh, previewing some of the lines for the Thursday and Friday games. Uh, I am Joe Public, joined by Rain Man. Rain Man, is there one line on the board that sticks out to you? I know that you guys were the champions of the Clippers in the last podcast. Not sure I like that pick, but I will pick the Clippers minus two against Dallas in the next game, the return home. Pandemic P is going to find his vaccine and have one good game left in him where he plays actual 3 and D. Kawhi is too good to be stopped. Yep, they look like caca so far. Uh, real bad. Uh, but I suppose it's due for a turnaround. On the other end, Capper, uh, what's one line on the board that you're feeling, that, that you're looking at is real enticing the next couple of days? I'll, I'll stick with Los Angeles. I will take the Phoenix Suns plus seven. That line is outrageous. Disrespectful to Chris Paul and all he's done in his basketball career. I'm over it. I'm done with it. I don't know. I That that line uh, stinks more than the general aura of Kyle Kuzma. Uh, I don't, don't like it. Is that cheese? Listen, man. It's the real coach JB here. Man, I hear you've been hanging out with the wrong fucking crowd like a slapdick you are, man. Everybody thought you were fucking smart and all that shit because you watch CNN and MSNBC and fucking Fox News and all that Sounds like you're a fucking dreamer. You're getting dumber. Get your fucking ass figured out. Go watch the real show. Watch. We will ban your bookies, wife. Step your game up. Stop being a slapdick. Make today a great day. This is Bang Your Bookie's Wife. Remember to follow us on Instagram at BYBW Podcast. And uh, if you're listening on iTunes, make sure you leave us a rating and five-star review if you're a real one. Uh, we, we, we'd love to hear from you. Um, we are carrying on this week uh, discussing the NBA playoffs just because uh, the NBA playoffs are great this year. A lot of really good series so far, a lot of really tight series. We just uh, are recording on the heels of a, a really like uh Knicks Hawk seems like a destined to seven games type of series and we wanted to sort of preview what's going to be coming up on Thursday and Friday um and the first all uh these uh Thursday games are all seem pretty intriguing in their own way I want to start with uh the Bucks who are uh minus one and a half on the road at Miami Milwaukee open plus one but the the line's been uh sliding quite a bit uh i guess i'll start with you capper do you have sort of a lean in this matchup um personally very disappointed in the heat so far um bam has played some soft basketball in the post um jimmy butler cannot carry and drag this team to the finish line like they need something on top of him and he just jimmy he can't jimmy do it butler's play, jimmy butler's playing like trash my dude have you watched the games <laughs> he's, um, he's, he's he's looked well, real bad i sent a lot of photos looking jacked well sure but it's one of those he's things where like cosmetic muscles it's it's one of those things where you expect somebody to do too much and jimmy butler expects too much of himself so he can't live up to that you know high pedestal so he plays like ass so nobody else is doing anything on the heat and the Bucks are 
way more talented than them. I'm over the heat. I think the Bucks sweep them. I think it's over. You're 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 starting to remind me of It's a that. soft team. It's Dude, a Miami terrible team. Pick. You're starting to remind just, me of that prototypical tweet about how uh, LeBron didn't want to play anymore because it was always for the fans. That's sort of how it was for the Heat. They just, <laughs> it's not a. Uh, well, I, no, I don't believe that. In, Passionate fan base there. The Heat I don't did come that. into the, the Heat did come into the series with a ton of hype and smoke naturally because of last season. But it's worth remembering that they were the 60 for a reason. They were almost in the play-in tournament and and the. Well, they had the, a great end of the season. They're not worth as pointing good as the out. Bucks. I think. The, I think the Heat win uh, win the next game. 83, 84% of slips are coming in on Milwaukee, and for the exact same reason, there are no signs of life for Miami in this series. It's only been two games. I think Miami snags the next one. As I said, I'm sticking to it. Bucks 4-1, but Miami's going to win game three. This is, this is where you see the gentleman sweep on the other end of it. Uh, At some point, they got yeah, they're going to win one of the next two. And the public is basically saying that it's going to be this game. Um, it seems like this is a different type of matchup this year than it was last year. And it's also last year they came into the playoffs, of course, with so many expectations. And this year, um, they're, really people are considering them behind the Sixers and the Nets. So I, I think it's just a good spot for the Bucks, and they look really strong. Uh, I am almost inclined to agree with Capper. I could see uh, an, a sweep happening, but... Uh, I, I love hearing this. Uh, yeah, this yeah. series, I'm, this I'm, series, you and eighty-four percent of your closest friends and family. Uh, uh so well, what, we, yeah, but that's also the line moved two and a half points. So yeah, it's one of those things where yes, everyone's on one side, but they're Vegas is also on that side because they're moving the line for you. Yeah, I mean you're not wrong. It's not no, it's either. just like yeah. they play really good defense and they can score a lot. Uh, and I, you're they're just gonna need Jimmy Butler to have it, which is seems with entirely within him. It seems entirely possible he'll have like a 35 point Jimmy Butler, or Jimmy buckets, or just game. Hero or Robinson just goes nuts. I mean the biggest drains everything. The biggest shoot. question it's is possible. how many buckets did jimmy bucket shoot after that game two loss that embarrassment did he shoot 200 400 shots in the gym a thousand because he probably needed three thousand if he's not in five digits they don't win the game (laughs) i agree it was five thousand makes and he hired a kid he gave him a 50 and he said stay here for eight hours rebound for me it was was way too cheap that and he needed jalen hurts to do some workouts with him too Let's do the squats after the game. Let's go to this next matchup, uh, which was Capper's favorite on the board. Uh, and it is you, you like the Suns plus seven on the road against the Lakers. The seven points makes me feel that it just sort of screams Lakers blowout to me. But I'd love to hear your your logic here. The Suns, even though they did lose game two, they were they played them close. They I don't know. It it's the Suns have looked really good, so I see where you're coming from. Well, this is a this is like just a battle series. This is not a good matchup for the Lakers overall because I think the Lakers are Hollywood. They're they've proven themselves to, you know, phase in and out of moments and breeze through quarters and half quarters and not do anything spectacularly and they get down to the end of the game and they're like oh well shit we're down by 15 points and what are we going to do from here well we need to do something and ad was horrible in game one um lebron was very fired up in game two and i think a lot of people saw what happened at the end of that game and they say well the lakers are clearly the superior team but the suns won over 50 games this year 
They have a great, talented roster. Different team. They have a center who's kind of bullied AD in DeAndre Ayton. Um, and Chris Paul, say what you want about him. Say he can't win the big series. But that guy is just the heart and soul of every yeah, ex- team exactly. he's ever he been on. He might not be at full strength, and he's old. And if he can't go, or if he can't go at Chris Paul levels, they don't stand a chance against the Lakers. I, I think him being on the court is, is so enough important. for the Suns team. Like I, I don't well, think being he's on the, the court guy. Is like, enough because because they've got Aiden. he's basically an MVP this season. They've got Aiden. They've got you can't Booker. Just lose him. Um, they've got other options that they can go to to deflect from Chris Paul and just have him be a floor general and basically be the leader on the court that they need. I, you know, as long as he's playing, I don't really care what he does because he's just. He's thirty six years old. He's he's not a superstar anymore. Like he's just no. He did play at a superstar level this year. Like I know Joe point. keeps trying to get some point in, but he easily top ten MVP voting uh, if you go by the numbers this year. Well, yeah, yeah he had like a fantastic he had an incredible season. year. He had maybe best year ever. The ultimately what happened is like the Lakers really cooked the Suns with their with their guard and small forward play. Braun was plus fourteen. Schroeder was plus sixteen. Caldwell Pope was plus nineteen. Um, and those were they were, were much better numbers than their counterparts. I think ultimately, I, I'm interested to see if LeBron has a breakout scoring game. He he's been in in this spot. I think if he has, he, you haven't seen it yet. If that happens, I could see the Lakers covering. But I kind of lean with Capper, where I just think the Suns are fucking. Good. It's a great basketball. I season. don't hate the seven because like LeBron might rest if they're winning like he did in the last game, and he rests in the fourth quarter, and it got close, even though the game was probably a double digit game. For being honest, in game two, uh, so that that could absolutely happen. I just the Chris Paul thing freaks me out. What I will say, and this is a good spot for, is my financing parlay, which I have placed for five <laughs> units this afternoon. Uh, to give me a little bit of fun money to play with. A series bet parlay, Milwaukee Bucks, Los Angeles Lakers. You parlay those together, minus 230. Put five to ten units on it and have fun for the rest of the NBA playoffs. I hate it. I despise it. Yeah. Uh, hate, well, I hate everything it stands for. That makes me also, feel better let's about go, it. Let's go to the late game here. Another uh, series that is tied up, and we got the Blazers uh, minus four against the Nuggets. Uh, Blazers won game one um, in Denver, and then uh, Nuggets equaled it up. Uh, do either of you have a strong lean in this game? I don't. I have a lean in the series. Uh, no matter what it is, take the points. Any game, unless there's like an injury. So I'm taking those plus four. I think that it's a completely even match. I expect it to go seven. Four points is not, not a bad haul. Uh. Uh, it's an in- it's interesting advice for you, Rayman, considering that any person who had taken the points in the previous two games would have lost. Uh, yeah, it's due. But uh, <laughs> I... Also, one and one against the spread for both teams. That might point to my side. Is that I... is that one of the better home court advantages at this point in the NBA? I really, That's what I'm looking at. I really like... Portland? Rip, I really like Rip City at home here. Um, How have they been during the pandemic, though? A bunch of... Bunch of masks. Well, I mean, Portlandias. The trail <laughs> screaming and the, are they like humming along so they don't spread the virus? It, no, they this is, they're trying not to for sure. This is Portland, brother. This is uh, Antifa Central. They wore 15 masks every game. Uh, that's how it goes. <laughs> uh, we got. I think like I would. I I'm looking at this. I like I like the Blazers, man. I like that they're healthy. I like how they closed out the season. 
uh, Rain Man threw out the number on our last pod, closed out the season with a really good net rating. Yep. And I, yeah, I think especially Dame got 42 last game. He is cooking. So he's unreal. Like in this spot, uh, you got, you got the late game. It's hard for me to not take the points with the Blazers here, uh, against a Denver team that I think is very good, but a step behind. You're laying the points. points. You're laying the points. I'm taking the points. I, every uh, game of this series. It would be interesting if the uh, the autonomous zone just popped up in the Portland arena for game three. <laughs> the jazz. This was the a new, jazz between the three point lines. It was pretty sure that just was there. I think that was definitely in Seattle. I think that was in Seattle, my dude. One small. Yeah, but it's like the same city. It's the same. Yeah, it's the same. It's a set Portland, Seattle, basically the same shit. Uh, yeah, so we're, just, we're, we're bunch of everyone likes coffee there. in the woods. Let's, Which uh, would be, let's I, you know what? I'll take Portland here. I'll take Portland. Dame goes off for 40 plus. Uh, I'm going, yeah, I'm going and Dame time it. here. That's easy. Uh, let's stay. Uh, now we're going to go to the Friday matchups. Uh, first game on the slate. And is this not just such a fucking fun series? The Hawks are minus four at home against the Knicks. Uh, this is my favorite series of the playoffs so far. Force too many. Ooh. Force too many in a game where nobody's yeah, scoring 100. Yeah, I'm taking the points. <laughs> First Four, to 100. I also, I kind of have to because if I'm on the Knicks series and there's no reason to change that bet from what we've seen in the first two games, uh, then, you know, going to have to take the points here with the four. This is super This is super old school, and this will date me, but I used to watch NBA as a child, as a teen. There used to be a boy. rule where you – would say the first team to 100 point a wins capper. the game. That was never a rule. Nobody's getting to 100 points here in this game, in this series. So no one wins. Wow. I mean, here's what I'll say: when when Trey Young is on the floor, the Hawks can score. Uh, when when Trey Young when Trey Young is not on the floor, holy fuck, do they fall apart? Like they. Uh, they got Lou Will off the bench, basically doing whatever he can do. Bogdanovich is is like pretty good, but there is just such a difference between when Trey Young is on the floor for the Hawks versus the Knicks, whose bench is pretty deep. They play tough defense regardless. They have scores. Bullock had a great game um, down the stretch, making good shots. DeAndre Hunter missed everything down the stretch. But I, I just think uh, it comes down to: Are you going to give Trey Young enough minutes? Will he get enough shots to to, to cover this spread? Shot at John Collins, the pride of Wake Forest, going with the Chris Paul legacy. There, he was a fa- he had he got an early Definitely foul trouble. He's not he's been he's been pretty good. He has been pretty good. He he wasn't this wasn't a good game for him. He was uh, no. fifteen minutes. He had five fouls in fifteen minutes, uh, zero points. So maybe. Uh, Plain scrappy there. Uh, if you're, I do think he'll do better. The best thing going for the Hawks is that nobody will be yelling that Trey Young is balding at Game Three. <laughs> that was an incredible. That was an incredible. <laughs> was, that was great. Uh, and, and here's the thing: is like, are the Hawks? I don't think Hawks fans are even remotely equipped to to, to be given the smoke back. I hope that well, we'll see. Maybe like Quavo will drop some sort of like diss rap between uh, timeouts. <laughs> that would be the only way to answer back right now because the Nick the Knicks are really giving it to Trey Young, and I kind of love it. 
yeah, it's fun. It's playoff basketball. It's the New York Knicks having no idea what to do when they're a playoff basketball team. That's the bottom line of it, right? It's like a old, like, old like act like you've been there before. The Knicks fans have never been there before. They're gonna call out somebody's male balding pattern. No, for sure Sad. not. I, I guess like my favorite part is the Knicks are like so popular and everyone's talking about, it, even though the Nets have all these all stars and try to create a super team and no one in New York cares. Should um, my... should Trey Young? Used a lawnmower 4.0 to shave his head and just block out the haters for game three. Not not on his head. That's not encouraged. We've discussed this <laughs> ad nauseum. Uh, it's it is not meant for for head use. Uh, but if he wants uh, smooth balls, absolutely, no question, one thousand percent, he should do it. Uh, I, I think he'd probably be able to get an extra minute or two out of the game. Here's what I'll say on the Knicks' behalf. Um, Knicks who broke a hundred points last game, but if they last game uh Julius Randle and RJ Barrett combined for 10 for 30 from the floor and they won by 9 points. Um you have to believe that they'll do better than that in Atlanta. Yeah, I don't so believe. So that it. is you don't believe it. You think Julius <laughs> Randle is still going to be taken? I think I think Randle could do better. Barrett horrific. Barrett bad. Barrett bad? No. I I I'm not even going to grace out the real response. You're not gonna. You're not gonna get involved with this. Say Cap something. returns on the Canadians after one. Say week. something. I do. I do like how people talk about Derrick Rose as if he has some sort of, as if he like recovered from some sort of deadly disease. Like they almost are overdoing how shocked they are that he's not complete shit at basketball. Like every time he makes a layup, they're like, "Oh my god!" It does seem like a video. Derrick Rose, the sixty-year-old mummy, coming back to make a layup. It's incredible. He he's been great. Uh, but I do think it's getting a, a little bit overblown. Uh, I I do encourage everyone on here to uh, follow Fan 6 on Twitter. It is Alfred Payton's uh, burner account on Twitter. Um, he's been pretty silent, but he's had some real great ones. Alfred Payton. Uh, he's not he tweeting during the playoffs. Alfred Payton was a starter, and he got five minutes, which is just an incredible. It almost seems like a mind fuck from Tom Thibodeau. I kind of love it. Um, we can, uh, go on to, to one of the best uh, to coach the sport of Ramble, the next game on the slate, which we don't need to discuss more, but like in, in too in depth, because this one is just so far over. It's, uh, the nets are minus seven at the Celtics. Done. Can good conscience take the Celtics. Yeah. Yeah. Put a pin in them. Yeah. Nets minus a hundred. Could they cover seven? Sure. But I'm not betting on that. They're way worse. Make it challenging. Make them lay 15. 15? Why not 30? Yeah, why not? 35. I'll, I might I'll lay 32 right now. Are we advocating for taking a Nets alt line of minus 15 in this spot? I'm not even going to look up I think you kind of have to. <laughs> Actually, I kind of love that. Nets we'll alt line minus up. 15? We'll well, we're look Nets up. alt line for whatever it is. BYBW special. Max alt line for the Nets. Uh, it's like one of those where you so. go back and forth like, why not 20? This is why, why you 25? do the financing parlor. Why not thirty? You I just, go thirty. You just know. You just know this is fucking destined for Celtics money line now. You good with thirty five? The way we, we preview. I'll everything. wait thirty five. You coward. Well, we were pretty. We were pretty uh, all in tune with the gentleman sweep here in this series, but after last game, yeah, why not thirty five? Take Let's, out the brim. Uh, I'll lay forty. You lay forty. <laughs> Can you use a Dyson? They might be using a Dyson on this sweep. We, uh, that's a, 
No, that's not vacuum. That's not. Uh, that's Somebody not really going forty-one. Uh, right, yeah, heavy duty, Joe. Heavy duty. Let's go uh, to just a nut to a series that actually we're interested in. Uh, and Rain Man, you uh, you like the Clippers minus two on the road against a Mavericks team that straight up has just looked better than them. So uh, yeah, yeah, I'm interested in your reasoning for the bounce back spot. Uh, it's just too much talent. Uh, Kawhi Leonard played incredibly in game two. I think he will find a way to win that game so they don't drop 0-3. I do think now Dallas is probably going to pull out the series, but Kawhi, he'll get it there. Paul George cannot be as bad as he has been in the first two games. He (laughs) just can't be. He has too much to lose. He's proven it it, many times now. No, because he's going to stop trying to be Paul George and do what he's actually good at, which is play defense and make three-point shots and not run the offense. Ooh. So I think if he does that in game three, uh, they'll win. Dude, so give me the Clippers. Here's, I just think, like, Luka is doing something different here. He's on this, like... Yeah, but Kawhi theoretically should be able to lock him down if he wants to, yeah, at least somewhat. Yeah, I've heard plenty... He's very good at you, defending. Yeah, and you know what? In theory, yeah, the Clippers are supposed to run away for this with this series. In practice, Luka Doncic is far and away the best basketball player on the floor every second he's, he's having been a moment. on the floor. He's having a moment. And, no and no doubt about that. The Clippers are trying... And, like, this... It was honestly, like, almost appalling to watch. Like, they tried to the Clippers tried to make a run, but they Luca was literally just waiting for the Clippers to switch into a favorable matchup every time. He was sunning Pat Beverly every single possession, and the Clippers just didn't seem to really have an answer. Even when they were putting Kawhi, even when they were keeping like Paul George on him, Luca is doing something different right now. I think that's worth acknowledging. Yep. Like he is doing something sure. that we expect from LeBron. That is what Luca is giving the Mavs right now. The Clippers are fucking terrified of Luka Doncic. They should be. They that's have it. no answer. That's you guys were the two who thought the Clippers were going to win the West. So. Uh, and I've quickly retracted it because they're soft and they're scared. All right, who are the new who are the new West then, real quick? I'll take the Lakers. <laughs> God, you can't You're such a coward. That's, that's Why would you not? Just took the Suns. You coward. Why would you not? No, well, I yeah, took the Suns plus seven. You just talked about betting on the Suns, and now you're just you're doing a classic I don't, camper backtrack. I don't, I don't deal in absolutes. I took the Suns plus seven. I'll take the Lakers for the series hey. and for the West. Yeah, only whatever, hey, whatever. as we always say on this podcast, only a Sith deals in absolutes. <laughs> uh, we're so I I personally uh, I I'm not betting against uh, I I'm not betting against Dallas at home in this spot just because I haven't seen enough from I haven't seen a defensive solution from the Clippers, but I can understand I can understand taking them like I get the well pick. it seem it seems like one of those bets where you're like they have to win this game they their backs they do the wall. yeah like they, they have to like show have up to. and they have to play up to their Kawhi's gonna figure out a way to do it. you know obviously all those things go into their defense of how they have to cover this spread but on the other side of it they've sucked they're garbage yeah. they're dead and Luca has just body bagged them they're might as exactly. well not be in the playoffs. It's over. In most cases, I would like, yeah, in most cases, like, I would see, I would be like, well, the Clippers, obvious bounce back spot they here. Have to. But I saw, no, with, I saw with my own two eyes, I saw with my own two eyes, Luca make a one footed three pointer basically fading away 
uh, <laughs> like last game, one of the craziest shots suddenly that I can I've I've ever seen. And it's just like the guy's doing something different right now. I'm not gonna bet against him. He's um he's 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 like very in tune with the moment but he also doesn't care like he's not mad he's not like furious that the that nobody's paying him any respect he's just like playing basketball update from capper luca not mad luca is not mad Not mad. he's 22 he's years bald. old he's 22 years old he's gonna be one of the best players in the world for another like another decade plus and we're just seeing yeah, the very years. beginning of maybe one of the best basketball careers ever uh so enjoy it folks uh i i love it i'm, I'm congrats mark cuban i'm, I'm too high on, oh man you know mark cuban rough rough go getting in crypto when he did but he found gold with luca so good for him uh, i wonder if the mavs are still accepting doge <laughs> he's They're trying, like, hey, yeah we he's accept trying doge. to pay luca no and doge for the next he's 30 years walk that one back uh and uh, we, uh, I think that covers all of our games for now. We're going to have a few college football picks for you after a quick word from our sponsor. Mirror, mirror on the wall. What is the best brand for my balls? Manscaped, of course. But hold up. Is that a nose pube? <laughs> Good thing our partners at Manscaped are here to ensure you're taking care of your manhood and your nose hairs with their new performance package. Uh, uh, Rain Man, do you uh, do you have any sort of experience or, 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 or negative feelings in relation to nose? I or do. Hair? So before I had the Manscaped suite of products, I did have a nose care problem. It happens with all of us in age. You can either lie to yourself about it, and fi- or you can fix the problem. And I used to have to pluck my nose hairs with my two fingers because they were so long that they would visibly show out of my nostrils. It was disgusting. Thank you, Manscaped. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that's that's a fucking nightmare. It reminds me of how, how you had to pull the stuff out of the nose on that Double Dare show. Uh, Manscaped Performance Package <laughs> yes. is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Included in this package is the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, which is waterproof and uses 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade systems. That is so many words just for your nose. Um, and, and I gotta say, it look, feels like there's a helicopter up there and it's soothing too. It's amazing. And, and I guess like, look, fellas, 79% of the partners polled admitted that long nose hair is a major turnoff and, and why not use the best tool for the job here? Cause really like you can, you can spend a lot of money on a nice shirt. You can spend a lot of money on a great haircut, but if you have some like fucking dank nose hair, nothing else you do matters. You're going to look like a really shitty person that I don't want to talk to. Yeah, you can either grow out a huge beard or a huge mustache, which is what I did originally to disguise the issue, or you can just fix the problem with the Manscaped branded product. It'll work. Yeah, great. This, this bundle includes the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, which is the best trimmer on the market for your balls, butt, and body. Uh, uh, Capper, you you've waxed poetic about how much you love the Lawnmower. But, yeah, we'll talk about it. We've shaved the ass. It's time for us to be. We're free. shaving asses. It's 2021. <laughs> We're shaving asses, guys. It is. It's time to turn that Gooch into Gucci with Manscaped. Uh, let's not forget the famous liquid formulations, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, the Crop Reviver, which is a ball toner to maximize your ball hygiene routine. Let's face it. If you're not toning your balls, just get rid of them. You don't need the balls. Um, so you got to get that performance package now and you'll receive two free gifts, uh, which is also the Manscaped boxers and the shed. 
travel bag. And here's the best part. You go to manscaped.com, you enter the code BYBW, and you will get 20% off your entire order plus free shipping. And, and that 20% off, that's just, that's so many percents. So what are you waiting for? Go whack your weeds and make sure your balls look great during the process with Manscaped. Gucci into Gucci. Gucci into Gucci. Sold. All right, this is Bang Your Bookie's Wife. Um, and to send us out, uh, we we just got our first look at the uh, total wins totals for the college football season. Um, you'll be shocked to discover that uh, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Oklahoma have uh, the, the highest totals on the board. But uh, usually uh, we might bet these a little close to the season, but it's fun to get this first glance. And I wanted to just ask my co-host if anything really jumped off the board uh, right away. So I'll start with uh, Rain Man. Is there one? What was like? Uh, what's a win total that you really like here? Auburn under seven. Fade Bo Nix, fade him early. Listen to the meat of this schedule. In game in week three, they go to Penn State. Okay, that's not going to be an easy game. Then after that, they have Georgia State, whatever. Then at LSU versus Georgia, at Arkansas versus Ole Miss, at A and M. That is a murderer's row stretch. I think that program, the wheels were are going to fall off in the middle of the season, and Bo Nix is not going to be looking back from that. I love taking Auburn in the under. I think it's a six win season. Oof, man! But when was the last time Auburn had a six-win season? They're just over. I think pretty recently. Two it feels ago. like they always hit that. It feels like they generally will hit that seven. Like Capper, what do you think? Um, yeah, I'm like at Penn State's a tough non-con. It's probably a correct number for Auburn. Um, there is a much better play, in my opinion, if we're looking for an under total in the SEC West, specifically. I'll take LSU under eight. Uh, LSU under eight and a half wins. LSU under eight and a half. Oh, I love that actually. I, I had that one. What flagged. are we doing? What are we doing here? We're we're they're traveling to UCLA first week of the season. They have to travel to Mississippi State. They they're playing at versus Auburn. They're playing versus Florida this year in the East. They're at Alabama. Um, they're at home against uh, Texas A&M, who's way better than them. How are they getting to nine wins? How? I guess I'm guessing the assumption I'm guessing the assumption is that they're gonna get a bump from just the great recruiting that they got as a result of the Borough National Championship what? year. Like I'm guessing I'm guessing the talents on campus. I don't know. Okay. Um I think I think we all at our core love Ed Orgeron. I think we love him as a human being and as a football, as as a football coach specifically. But he it has was never won. He has never won shit outside of Joey Burrow being his number one overall quarterback, undisputed draft Heisman winner, number one overall draft pick. They were horrible last year. They were a disgrace. LSU wins football. seven games. Is Edo on the hot seat? He should be on the hot seat right now for what they did last year. They were they were but horrible. Beyond that, I do think it's worth recognizing that like the LSU program is kind of a shit show with just like they have a bunch of internal investigations and all sorts of stuff going on. And I do think yeah. I would I do think there is a what non-zero chance that Edo could get fired this year. I like what fires you up about the LSU Tigers in twenty twenty one? I don't get it. 
it was interesting how like last year it Edo kind of like exposed himself uh when he brought in Pelini to coach the defense which was just like it was clear that they kind of caught uh lightning in a bottle with Joe uh with uh Joe was it Joe Brady uh and I and now it's like last year they really really just looked so lost on both sides of the ball yeah this stretch in mid-October versus Florida at home against Florida at Ole Miss at Alabama that's potentially three very easy losses three games they might not be favored in or two and one stretch because um, you have two you have florida at home and then you're you got a little and they have to win to nine games yeah i mean i know they played the three SEC, cupcakes i do like the ender but um yeah mm, no i think joe's right it's a, it's a talent this is play questionable. lsu has the talent uh no reason to think they put it together i got a pick that's somewhat uh tangential um, cause only because you touched on them. And this is one that I, I looked, I, I ended up looking up more about them when I saw the number, but I like UCLA over seven wins this season. Nope. Um, here's what caught my nope. eye. So they got the, they, they do host LSU early. The early line released on that. You would expect it to be more. It's only LSU minus two. Um, UCLA is returning their entire offensive line from a rushing attack that finished uh, in the top 12 in the country last year. They have a senior quarterback, Dorian Thompson Robinson, and Chip Kelly, who he's been there as long as Chip Kelly has, and Chip Kelly has to win seven games this year. This is a must-win season for him. It is uh, his fourth year on campus, uh, and they also happen to return a defensive line that led the Pac-12 in sacks, um, which is really impressive when you consider the firepower at Oregon and Washington. Uh, I think UCLA is going to have a pretty decent offense by all accounts this year. I really like the talent they have at tight end. Um, Looking at how much they're bringing back, sort of the spot that Chip Kelly is in, I think the seven, especially Pac-12, is usually, you know, questionable. I think it's doable. It's it, so it's t- I agree with your analysis as UCLA as a team and Chip Kelly needing to show something here. The problem with their schedule just is not filled with a lot of breaks like LSU. Yeah, if they win that game, sure, that changes anything. They're probably going to lose that game. I mean, two yeah. points that surprises me. I'll probably be on LSU on that line. Uh, but they also have to travel to Washington. They have to travel to Utah. They have to travel to USC. That's three auto losses. You combine that with LSU, you're already at eight and four. Then it's just one more loss, and you're already below that number. I just I think UCLA this year could almost be like Colorado last year, where they're just going to surprise people. I kind of I kind of like I kind of like what I kind of think they have they have a shot here. But I totally understand. If you would, if you said any other year in the past decade that UCLA is going to suck, you would be correct. So to to suggest that <laughs> there's anything different going to happen is a take at the very least. Uh, Rayman, do you have another another one you like? Yeah, I'll, I'll keep it on the West Coast here. I got Washington. I'm taking them over nine. You guys know my. I, I always have a soft spot for Washington. Jimmy Lake. This Jimmy is Lake. the year he turns it around. Forget Chip Kelly. I actually I really like this team and their schedule opens up in a way that it does not for UCLA. So their Pac-12 road games are Arizona, winnable, Stanford, winnable, Colorado, winnable, All their and Oregon State, winnable. All their other Pac-12 games are at home. So they play Arizona State at home. They play Oregon at home. They play UCLA at home. And uh, they don't hit uh, USC. So that, that helps. They do have a road game at Michigan in week two, but it's Michigan. Yeah. So that's not an auto it's loss. It's a bad team. 
This is... <laughs> it's like it's not at a loss. Like it's just not. I'd be more scared of going on the road to Arizona State than I would be at Michigan. But Arizona State's at home, so it's fine. Uh. So yeah, Washington nine, yeah. nine, nine and uh, nine and three, I'm ten not gonna, and two. I'm not Playoff conversation. I like in the Pac-12. I, in my opinion. I like uh, I like Jimmy Lake. I will say uh, one question mark is going to be uh, Washington losing their defensive coordinator. The quote unquote, you know, he's been called the secret weapon. Texas picture. It's uh, Pete Kwiatkowski, uh, longtime Washington defensive coordinator, who's been a big part. Of well, their isn't success. Jimmy? Well, no, what, what, who is Jimmy Lake? Was he a lineman? So coach? here's the deal. That, am I, Jimmy, am I mistaken Jim, here? So. Uh, Jim, Pete Kwiatkowski was actually the defensive coordinator ahead of Jimmy Lake. Isn't it Yimmy? No shit. It was defensive coordinator ahead of Jimmy Lake. He gave up the job because Jimmy Lake was otherwise going to leave. So Kwiatkowski is a lifetime coordinator who just likes coaching defense. Jimmy Lake wanted to be a head coach, but Jimmy Lake coached under Kwiatkowski. D-backs. Yeah. Wow. That's a good fact. Uh, well, that makes me like him even more. Wonderkind. A guru. Well, okay, but I'm just saying they might have lost the guru. That's what I'm suggesting. <laughs> uh, but we'll see. Uh, Jimmy, it's a big, it's a big spot for Jimmy Lake. I think Washington. Uh, we'll see, yeah, the schedule. A it's a schedule analysis. That's why I like them. They they don't have any hard games in the pack on the road. Mediocre in a shortened season last year. Uh, I'll give uh, one one that I think we should all probably agree on. That's pretty just simple elementary. And I'm just going to call it now. Tennessee under six, minus 139. Under six wins. I can't imagine why. Like, sure. I, they're <laughs> not going to win six games. Why would they win no, six they're games? Not. Is there yeah, any logical like reason why? It's so, an absurd like, Capper. It's an absurd line. I can't Tennessee defend it. Nature. I'm not going to defend it. I won't defend it. So, like, here are the winnable. It's a bad okay, team. Tell me. Well, I will so, say the one thing going for them is they don't, they don't have to play uh, Jared Guarantano at quarterback anymore. That's true. That's at least fourteen points more for their side versus per the game per game because I've that's never, yes, I've never it's seen, a pick six a game. It was incredible how well he could complete balls to the other team. Like truly fucking inspiring. Um, that's that's my pick, Capper. Do you have another one you like? Yeah, I'm taking. Oh, they actually Tennessee's kind of got a soft schedule. Their first three games are Bowling Green State, which is a win total of one and a half. Pitt winnable, but not a gimme. Uh, Tennessee Central, and they also have University of Southern Alabama. So that's four non-SEC games that are all very winnable. Yeah. And then they got to pick off two more. Tennessee Tech have some respect. That won't Tennessee be easy. Tech. Vanderbilt. That's another win. Tennessee Central. Five. No, but that's a, yeah. But all their players transferred out slash their under. Yeah, NCAA no. I mean, I still like. Yeah, I could see this one pushing though. I'd rather be on the under than the over. I think six is gonna hit. They're gonna make a bowl game. <laughs> Damn it, not. they're gonna make a bowl game. I think. I think if you well, bet they Tennessee might. winning under six they games, might. you're gonna. I I would sleep pretty well at night with the slip saying Tennessee under six this year. <laughs> yeah, but the problem is they're gonna be rolling in at three and zero at Florida, and then they're gonna lose a bunch. I don't of games think they're gonna row, beat Pitt. Gonna... Shit, they could lose to Tennessee Tech. Have you seen Tennessee play football this decade? They are a fucking train wreck and a half. Tennessee is you're so not, bad. I hate the fact that I'm defending this Tennessee win total. I don't want to. I'm going to stop. Tennessee's been so bad for so long that it's hard to remember. Remember the good old days like it's genuinely like you have to be an old person to remember Tennessee being good at football um you have to be an old human being if you remember Tennessee being good at football you're fucking old um yeah that's my just my general analysis uh capper do you have another one I'll take BC over seven wins 
Jeff love it. Co- love color it, love me it. as a Jeff Halfley fan. That's it. That's, that's uh, and it's great. a super soft. It's a super soft, soft non conference schedule. They play Colgate, UMass, Temple, and Missouri non conference. Colgate, FCS Darlings. They get Missouri at home. Um, they play Syracuse on the road, who's horrible. They play Louisville, who's not good. Um, and Wake Forest at home. Depending on how good you think Florida State might be, I think that's still an easy eight wins. Eight and four uh, for the Golden Eagles. I'm just like still a little bit triggered when you say Colgate because I think of how much money I lost in that fucking game against Arkansas in the opening round of the NCAA tournament. They looked so good in the first half of that game. Holy shit. How did that happen? Just a fucking – I am a crest man. What a collapse. I'm a crest man for life. It's a good basketball team. I think the Colgate football team, though, uh, was not this year because I I didn't honestly – this spring, that didn't work for me. But the year before, they were in the FCS playoffs. Halfley – Halfley's a uh, Halfley's fucking awesome. He's gonna be coaching at a major yeah, power five school within the next two to three years. Enjoy enjoy this ten win season in BC. I think I think they're gonna be really good. I just well, think I just he's like, really good. Yeah, um, yeah, I like who it. scares you in the ACC? Clemson's obviously way better talent wise. Miami. They don't play Miami. They don't play UNC this year. That's it. Those are the only three good teams so in the ACC. They play a bunch of. Middle of the road ACC teams, soft ace, soft non-conference schedule. Seven wins. That's probably right, but I don't know. I think they easily get to eight. I'll toss out one more that I I really enjoy, and this is one that uh, is almost like clockwork, and it's Wisconsin over nine and a half wins. Uh, don't even don't even look at the roster of the schedule. Wisconsin doesn't have back-to-back down years. They just win games. Their defense is always great. Their offense is going to be better this year under Graham Mertz. Uh, Graham Mertz, just the best uh, recruit. Sure, Wisconsin shit can't history. be worse. <laughs> uh, name to remember is Jalen Berger. He is the next four-star redshirt freshman running back recruit from New Jersey to blow up at Wisconsin. The last one was named Jonathan Taylor. Um, they have three of their four toughest games uh, are really to start the year. They're at home. They got Penn State, Notre Dame, and Michigan at home. Um, Other than that, if they win two of those three games, I think this total hits easily because the rest of their schedule is Illinois, Army, Purdue, Iowa, Rutgers, Northwestern, Nebraska, Minnesota. Uh, Those are teams that – Minnesota is not – that's a rivalry game, not a cakewalk. But, yeah, you're probably right. It's not a cakewalk, but those are all games where Wisconsin historically and probably this year is the better team. Um, I think yeah, and the, Paul Bunyan's axe has to mean something. I think you're looking at nine and a half because they had a slightly down year last year, but Wisconsin, this is Wisconsin. They win ten games. Like they, all, the, yeah, all so they that's two is, losses. So, yeah, you lose one of your first four, one of your first big games, and then you lose, you know, maybe at Minnesota. Yeah. That'd be it. The rest is soft. Yeah, and then you hit. They so should be, you're good. I think they're just going to be a, a strong team. They just play excellent defense. I mean, look, when you're a program that's built on great defense and a great offensive line, you're going to have many more up years than down years. I just like I, I spent years fading Wisconsin, and I and I'm done losing money on them. They just it just works. I like it. I'll, so I'll stay in the Big Ten real quick. This isn't a conference total. It's more of an insight. So Nebraska's win total is six, okay? Uh, if Scott Frost <laughs> only wins six games, is he on no, the hot no, seat? No, no. The, 
Bill Moose, the Nebraska athletic director, this is a direct quote. It'd be great to get into that eight to nine wins to start getting back into the picture of conference championships and talking about more postseason. We're not doing I think this. in year four for Scott Frost, Please cut that's mic. a realistic expectation. We're not doing Oh my this. gosh. I think he's on the hot seat. Yeah. No, we it's... know he is. We, there's no thinking about that. Well, he is. Uh, re- he sucks. Remember well, when I'm these... only thinking about it. Remember when these dumb motherfuckers fired Bo Pelini for winning nine games yeah, too many was... times? That's so funny. Yeah, that, that looks like, yeah, and he like, was a little bit angry at players on the sideline, but liked Cat, so that kind of like all evened out, too. Incredible. That was a mistake. Uh... Michigan, speaking of coaches on the hot seat, Michigan's at eight. Uh, unders more juice than the over. Harbaugh wins seven, goes seven wins, seven and five. Is he out? Honestly, I think I, I I can't even put my finger on why, but I almost feel like this is a year where Michigan overperforms a little bit, only because people are so down on them. Fair. I mean, like I think I think Harbaugh's on a big time hot seat, and no one's gonna say it, and he'll just quietly walk away harbaugh more so than i think any other coach is just the example of like when your shtick works you're a genius and when it doesn't you're like a the biggest fucking asshole like he looks like an idiot he looks yeah it's been rough it's been rough it's been a tough run but at the same time it's a guy who drinks a guy he drinks milk with his steak there's there's a there's you know a ceiling can't save every soul can't save every soul joe